0: Listener Production. Today's edition of Footy Talk, Jay-Z and I delve into last night's thriller at the MCG. The Melbourne leaders stood up. What does it mean for Brodie Grundy? And are the doubts now getting bigger about the Brisbane Lions? And, of course, we'll preview the weekend's footy and Jay-Z will have what will be the big storyline to come out of this weekend. That's all up next on Footy Talk. It's footy talk on this Saturday, June 15, round 18 of the AFL competition, and it's seriously heating up. I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark. Welcome, Jay-Z. What a game of footy last night at the MCG. Three v four... A lot of hype, a lot of build-up to it, and it didn't disappoint.
1: (laughs) I was watching it late uh, last night, Joey, and I was jumping off the couch. My wife's like, what's going on? What are you doing? What's so exciting? 24 points down they were with eight minutes remaining, and they came back. So many major storylines to come from this. It's extraordinary. Where would you like to start? Jake Melksham. I mean, let's go with him. The fairy tale, right? Guy booted out of the game for a year. Everyone had written him off, played a lot of VFL, And then the goal from the boundary line, and then that clutch set shot, Joey. You could see everything was on the line for him in that moment. We talk about his everyone's execution issues at the moment, and you could see the emotion. Didn't he just roar when he when he kicked that last one? I was so happy for him, and and he's a guy who still offers a lot in the forward half. 100%.
0: Hundred oh, percent. I think he, every time he plays, he does something, you go, he's still got plenty to offer. And yep. he played a role on Harris Andrews last mm. night as a as a negating forward, but also trying to get off, which he has actually done in the past. He yep. he I can still remember twenty eighteen doing Finals? it to, to yep, Jeremy McGovern in a final. He's done it to some other players. And he I think he won the battle against Harris Andrews last night. And mm. great for him. I think you know, as you said, he's toured away in the VFL. He missed out on playing in the premiership, but still having good people at your footy club and players and veterans that yes. we've spoken about that can come in and play a role. Yep. He was enormous, but really, let's get to the Melbourne leaders. I mm-hmm. mean, what they produced last night was something special. Max Gorn, Talk about Viney, him. Petrarca, yep. but Max Gorn's game. It was his it was his best game for four years, mm-hmm. according to to the ratings. It was off the charts, 29 disposals. Twenty-one of them contested, ten clearances, eight intercepts, mm. seven tackles, five marks, and a bomb from outside fifty. Mm. Has this put to bed the Tap Brothers, the Gondy? <laughs> I've got a new name for the combination. What? It's called Brody Gorn <laughs> yeah. because I don't see how Brody is going to get back into this team. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's inescapable,
1: isn't it? I mean. B- best game for four years I was sitting there thinking is this the best game of his career mm. and we're talking about one of the um, one of the greatest to ever do it over the past 20 years or so can Brody Grundy somehow become a dangerous forward
0: not right? in, not in eight weeks no no not- so I, The I, plan was really, let's be honest, at the start of the year it was Gorn was going to be the yes. forward. So it's funny how we're all talking about now Brody Grundy has to work on his forward craft. It's essentially because Max Gorn couldn't get it done as a forward.
1: Yes. So they've just gone back to what's worked best. But isn't it also because Gorn is a more effective Ruckman? Like when has Brody Grundy ever been... Anything well, other play, than... Not like not a game like that. Grundy couldn't he, play. No, when he's, and he's always been a bit of an average ruckman, yeah. to be honest. His yeah. follow-up's okay, but really Collingwood um, uh, moved him on because mm. how much were they getting out of him? Mac, Max Gorn has played some astronomical games in the ruck and he's hit-outs to advantage. He did it all. Last night was unbelievable. So what I think what happens to Brody Grundy now will be absolutely fascinating. Simon Goodwin said in the pros, press conference that we haven't lost faith. He can come back in a couple of weeks, but then if you've got yeah, you know, Jacob Van Royen or um, Jack Tom Milkshine. McDonald is not
0: far away as well. I mean, They're still got to work out what it is. Is Ben Brown the answer? Yeah, um, you know what it looks like, but I don't think it's Brodie Grundy no. in the forward mix. It's so. he, he's backup. But that's okay. He's a, he's a ruck backup. That's right. really. That's okay. Which is tough for the ego for him. It is for Brodie. He'd be sitting
1: there. It'd be an you know, uncomfortable forty-eight hours. I know we're all asked to be selfless and all that. He's an all-Australian best and fairest winner, Brodie Grundy.
0: Top five in the Brownlow medal. It's a fascinating... Sold the dream to go to Melbourne. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a flip. I mean, even Simon Gooden. Remember that press conference a few weeks ago when he made point of saying We've, we're we a club that value Brody Grunny. We value what he does. And it was almost a little <laughs> shot at the bow of yes. his previous club that didn't value him well. Now, yes. he's going to find it hard to get back into the team, but uh, he what? can't the way that they played last night. But do you know, out of all
1: of this, do you know what? I come out of it with even more admiration. I come out of it with admiration for Simon Goodwin and the coaching staff because do you know what? They've seen something. It's like when you're making something with Lego or with your kids and it doesn't quite work out and you got to go, no, no, mate, we got to start again. This isn't quite happening for us. So they put that that um, despite all the blow up and the public focus, he's going, gone. No, that's not our best look. No, so, that's
0: no. You're giving him way too much credit. They don't so? know what their best look is. They've tinkered with every scenario. This was the last one to try. Oh, you think they so? were trying it and to see is the one ruck the best way to go? Because think about it. They've I had, think they were slow to come to this resolution? No, no. This was just their last. Their, I think they've they've given every chance for the Grundy Gorn combination to work. Yeah, but their forward mix hadn't worked. So, yep. this, so they tried everything. The combinations, we can go mm. through them all. They've all had a crack. Yep. This was the last piece of to try. Right. Is the one ruck better than the two? Okay. And I think the answer now yep. has smacked everyone in the face. But there wasn't a lot of
1: heat on. Were we really putting the pressure on Brody, Grun- this, the ruck combination? No, that's we right. We've really been talking about it. That's, that's right, really because it
0: has been okay. It had, that, that had been okay. Yeah. So it hadn't been the problem. The problem was the forward line. Yeah. But yeah. now they've so they mixed it up and it's worked. Yeah.
1: So when we, they say, or maybe a couple of weeks in the VFL... Does Brody, if everyone remains
0: uninjured, does he play again? Uh, Not if they continue to play the offensive footy they played last night. Wow. The only way would be if they revert back to playing average football and they need to mix it up again. Yeah. And they need to shake it up. Uh, that would be the only way I think Brodie Grundy would come back in the side. I don't think they could tinker with it now.
1: Imagine the preseason he's going to face. He's going to turn himself into a full
0: forward. Well, Brodie Grundy. Worry about next year. Next year, okay. they're here trying to try and win a flag this year, and they put themselves in a great position. Christian Petrarca again. Well, he's yep. put that to bed as well mm-hmm. about playing forward. Mm-hmm. Another four goals, and twenty six touches. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what was important for me was. The small forwards for Melbourne looked dangerous again. Like Spargo looked like he had his energy back that he'd played with the previous eighteen months, and Cozzy Pickett yep. kicked four goals, and yep. it looked like the Cozzy Pickett of old that we haven't seen for six weeks. So that also made a difference to their forward line, um, and allowed just their you know the worker B mids with Jordan and Sparrow and Viney and, and Brayshaw to just do their thing. Is there any?
1: Is there anything? Tell me if I'm uh, longbow here, Joey. Do you think there's anything in Cozzy Pickett's form dropping off this season on the back of his massive contract? Probably. Does that happen? Of course it does. It's human nature. Because he's ba- made his belly get a bit full there for a bit. I'm saying last night Well, you don't bag. not
0: belly. You, you, you breathe out a little bit. Exhale.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's human nature. I do that I- sometimes when I drive past the Maccas. I go, you know what? I've got to work <laughs> yeah. out this more. I, I can afford it this time. The you do, do that the when you get
0: your bonuses at your Herald Sun and then you just, <laughs> I see you ease off and your articles just aren't quite as good as they were when you're, you're fighting for your bonuses. But um, what about Brisbane on the flip side? Mm. What did you make? Of the Lions because they had it in their grasp. They were slow out of the blocks. Then they really dominated the middle part of the game. But when the whips were cracking and Melbourne's leaders stood up – Brisbane's leaders couldn't quite match that. I don't want to be over the top, but I thought it was a terrible
1: loss for Brisbane, you know, and they were, they were great throughout the middle part of the game. You thought, right, this is going to be a big statement at the MCG, but to cough it up in the last seven minutes, and you saw Chris Fagan sort of um, really antsy up there in the coach's box as he saw it all um, unfold horribly in front of him. They've got to have a mechanism to stop that. And I know Melbourne fired and they kicked one from the boundary and then Malksham late long. But I think that is a game they have got to put in their pocket. Lockyer was probably a little bit more quieter, so I, I was flat on it. And I think it just, um, you know, it, it, it allows those doubts. It, d- to it of- does.
0: And that's probably my thought because, I mean, we, we all look at Brisbane and, we, and this is now their fifth year where they've been up the top. We know about the talent. They have adjusted their team defence and their pressure and they are playing a great brand of footy. But we've all got this, they're still, the, they're still the if, they're still the question mark. Yep. And we're not quite being able to put our finger on it. Is it their defence? Is it their leader standing up in big moments? What is it? But again, now, yep. I think we sit here this weekend and go, that's why we've yep. all, at the back of our mind, have still got the tiny yep. doubts. Yeah. And, and it's just something.
1: But are they even tiny? Like, aren't Yeah.
0: They? And maybe they're even maybe a bit bigger. bigger.
1: And otherwise, because you know what? They go out to the Gabba, mate, and they win by six goals, you know? Mm. But that's not going to win them a premiership. That's going to make them a decent regular uh, home and away season side, but that's not going to win a premiership. And that is that is a list designed to win a premiership. They were missing Josh Dunkley last night. Yeah, they were. Last night.
0: And he'll make a difference. And credit to Joe Danner. I thought he was sensational. Yep. A lot of talk about him, but he's continued his wonderful form. He was their best player, 24 touches, eight marks, nine score involvements, two goals, three, and he still does his Joe things and burnt and slaughtered a couple of shots at goal, but <laughs> he was terrific. It was a, a great story. The only issue, Harrison Petty got subbed off he looks sore. Looked like a rib or a back. I yep. believe he'd been carrying a back injury. Yes, so I'm sure. Have you got any update on that, or that'll just? He is. I think they're going to assess him, but uh,
1: Goody hinted at him needing a bit of a rest, really, because they had kept subbing him out, and so he might need a bit of a circuit breaker there to get on top of
0: last that. Last one I want to throw to you. This is a bit of. I've just had a look. Yep. There is a possibility that Melbourne will finish top two. They last six games. They don't play a team in the top eight. Four of their six are at the MCG. If you look at Port Adelaide's run home. They've tricky. still got they've still got Collingwood, they've got Geelong, they've got a showdown. I think they also go to Perth and play Freo. Ooh. There is still a sniff. If Melbourne run the table from here, which is possible if they play like they did last night, yep. they could still finish top two.
1: I still have a question mark over Melbourne. I think their game is in okay order. But not much better than that. When Clayton Oliver comes back into the team, I think that ratchets him up a gear. But still, around this forward connection, I mean, if Melchion, they kicked 100 points, Jason. Yeah, but Melshin doesn't kick that one from the pocket, and then he doesn't kick the long one. We'd be sitting here talking about ninety five, fifty five, ninety five. So, look, yeah. I am not. Full throttle Melbourne just yet, but, geez, they did well late, and I was yahooing on the couch like a crazy man.
0: All right, well, let's take a little break because we want to look at the rest of the weekend and also just a little of the wash-up from the Thursday night game. Mm. Talk about coughing up a win, the Western Bulldogs. My God, was that disappointing. If you're listening to Footy Talk or on the Apple Podcast, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. Of course, new episodes are every day at lunchtime. Listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram or on TikTok tomorrow. We'll of course we'll go around the grounds and analyse all the action. But I'm here with Jay Z Clark. Let's just quickly get uh, cast our mind back to Thursday night. The Western Bulldogs they dominated every stat mm. except the final score line. That's now put a lot of heat on Luke Beveridge. A lot of conversation. What's the fallout from that game? Oh, yeah, yeah, massive,
1: massive magnifying glass on the Western Bulldogs uh, footy club. I mean, we always know winning up in Sydney is always tough, so there's a bit of a, um, you know, there's a little bit of an out there. But I think over the period, the Western Bulldogs have underperformed. For the talent that it has had, And, you know, we're talking now about Bailey Smith and why did they get Rory Lobb, you know, playing James O'Donnell in the team probably before he's ready. Um, You know, should Sam Darcy be forward? Doesn't he look better back? So the whole defensive system, yes, they've missed Lamb Jones. So I think the next six weeks are pretty big. If they are meek and they fall out of the finals running, then I think it becomes a really big conversation. The Bulldogs put their faith on the line of Luke Beveridge, sign him early rather than having a bit of a look. They've just been so up and down. Yeah,
0: you got any idea what? No, they're they are a hard team to figure out. And I mean, your point. I mean, if they miss the eight, it's probably an easier conversation because then there is some serious questions. But my concern, if they finish seventh and they might win a final, yeah, and then what? Because this is almost where it is with the dogs. It's like they're they're going well enough that Bevo should be coaching, and you know they've done pretty well. Yeah, but they're not going bad enough to really sort of be like massive disappointments. But then they sort of hang around the bottom half of the eight and. Bob up one year. Yep. And it is. It's a tricky one. Um, who knows where it's going to go from here. They're, hard, they're a hard team to catch. Do you put any faith in the Bailey Smith-May-Leave
1: yes. suggestion? Yeah, I do. What? Unpack that for me.
0: Uh, fresh start, uh, more midfield minutes. Um, don't necessarily think it's the worst thing for the Western Bulldogs because they are mm-hmm. a team that have a lot of sort of midfield players. So yep. maybe they can use whatever they get for it to target some something a bit more specific. Yeah, I think I'm. It's. I mean, the players are more open to moving, and, and clubs are as well. So, yeah, I think there's a possibility. What's he worth? What are you asking as in for? Tra- him? Yep. Tra- um, has to be a trade. He's in contract, so it'd be a back. It'd be a first round pick, like a
1: pick in the yep. teens. Yeah, teens. Yeah. So is like tr- he gone? Is he gone down in value? Bailey Smith. What was he taking pick originally? Pick, a, uh, pick eight. Pick six or eight? Yeah. Yeah. So you reckon he slides backwards?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be giving up a top ten pick necessarily for, for Bailey I'd be Smith. Picking. Jordan Dawson was pick eighteen. Um, if you're picking somewhere between, oh, give me twelve and eighteen, yeah, yep. something like that. But it's yep. always much more complicated. But so if he leaves, right, and then do you have a
1: look at it more broadly and say why have so many players left the Western Bulldogs? Is that a, mm. is that a real conversation? Like, there's been a pretty significant. Like, why does Josh Dunkley, who's been regarded as like the best human on the planet, basically, he everyone mean to get out of
0: there for a few years,
1: wasn't he? Why is that? I don't know. Right. There is a there is a thing there
0: culturally. There, you're questioning.
1: Well, so coach. I'm I'm saying there's a trend. There is a trend of players leaving the Western Bulldogs football club. And um, we questioned Adelaide when a lot of players had left. Did we question the Western Bulldogs? I'm not sure. That's that's putting the cart before the horse in a sense. And we don't, we don't want this to be taken out of context in some some Instagram tale, uh, Rudy saying the whole house is burning down at the Western Bulldogs. But if you're saying if he does leave, then that, that'll be the tipping point for mine to ask that question, I okay. think. but. Um, it is putting the cart before the horse a little hey, bit. Hey,
0: Dane Rampy, got to ask you about this. If yes. you haven't seen it, jump on and have a look, a soft sort of bump off the ball. What do you think? Um, uh, hit him in the head. Did he hit him in the head? Yeah, didn't he? Well, I don't know. Uh, you can't see from the angle, but there's a medical report, is it, saying they a delayed concussion? Yeah, a bit of high contact. Well, maybe they challenge that and say, how do they know it was from that contact? If it was delayed, it could have been from any incident. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Um, soft off the ball. Two weeks for that doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, let's go, scoot around the other games. Gold Coast, St Kilda. First coach, uh, sorry, first game coaching uh, for Stephen King without yeah. Stewie Jew. How do we see it playing out? Uh, I think St Kilda, but, you know. Who do you, club,
1: add, you know? Clubs under their coaches for the first time. Big Kingy. He wants... Um, Asked one of his young Geelong teammates when I was a whippersnapper at Lammies um, to pick me up and carry me out mm. of a bar one time. Strong so.
0: leadership. I like it from <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> Mate, he didn't want the little journo hanging around, uh, Got him out of there. It always uh, feels a bit awkward when I'm in his press conference. Another one of Rossi's too. No, another one of Ross's former assistants. So yes. it was two years he played at St Kilda and a former assistant under yep. Ross Line yep. Coaching against him today. What about Carlton Port? Yep. I'm going with it. I've got a gut feel. Carlton. I've got a gut feel. The so Blues. how have they turned it around? Their attacking is a lot better. They are playing a bit more like... I expected them to at the start of the year. More risk? More risk, more explosiveness, a bit tougher, mm-hmm. less thinking. Mm-hmm. It felt to me now when you go back through the middle of the year, they were overthinking everything. Their team defence, their ball movement, yep. we want to do this one, and then they just pl- they weren't they were playing on instinct. Yep. Now it looks like they're just playing on instinct and pressure and compete and mm-hmm. move the ball forward, and it's starting to look like what I pictured. Yep. That's why I'm going back to what I was thinking at the start of the year about them potentially being a top four team. Yeah. I think I'm seeing it now, and they might just make a little run. Well, if they beat Port Adelaide, then the job's on for it Michael becomes, Boss. It's on. Mm. <laughs> uh, last one, Geelong Essendon down yep. at Geelong. Are you okay with the game at GMHBA, of or course. are you one of those that think it should be the MCG? Oh,
1: it's, it's fine at the most <laughs> mind-numbing conversation. It is their home. Well, we're just going to move any any well, any game that becomes a sellout.
0: it that means Collingwood, every Collingwood away oh. game, they should play to at the MCG because they sell out. Adelaide Oval, they sell out uh, down to the at the Gold Coast. Two teams, right, in every game. One of them's generally the, the home
1: team. One of them's OA the team. Oh my god! All right. So, it. what
0: will be the headline on Sunday or Monday? I'm going to go first. Okay. I think it's going to be the Blues bandwagon. Everyone <laughs> will be jumping on on Monday morning talking about the Blues, and I'm just going to get in a little bit early. Yeah, but I could have egg on my face by yes. Sunday. I'm going to think. I'm going to if they win, I think it'll be Blue Heaven.
1: Blue Heaven. Tell <laughs> if they get up. Remember the Blue Heaven milkshakes? They were great down at the fish and chip shop. So it will. You guarantee if the Blues win this, they Will be the number one story. Likewise, if Essendon and win, if Essendon and win will oh. be the biggest home and away victory in 10 years since the James Heard days, I'm absolutely certain of it because it's a lot more, it feels a lot more rock solid, uh, this build under Brad Scott. So, gonna be a fast, it's, a, it's the best
0: Saturday. Of the footy season. Super Saturday today. That's it. Hey, and then make sure you jump on Footy Talk tomorrow to listen to the wash-up from all the Saturday games because there will be plenty to dissect. Looking forward to that one. Until then, enjoy your Super Saturday. Listener.